0: I'm Dave Nordman, executive editor of the Telegram and Gazette, joined on this Monday by Tim Murray, CEO and president of the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, Tim. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate being here and the opportunity to the tape, as we
1: often do, the verse segment of the Voice of Business, which uh, we do in cooperation with the Telegram Gazette and sponsored by Fidelity Bank and and Worcester Regional Airport, which uh, will be one of the topics, hopefully, that we can uh, talk a little bit about and, and share some information with our our listeners.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about the uh, the airport, but uh, the first thing I wanted to ask you about is, we, you know, every 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 week or every couple of weeks, we talk about a lot of these events that the chambers having events around the city, uh, and uh, you've got a uh, you've got. A big one coming up on on September third.
1: We do, uh, and you know, we we always like a lot of organizations. You're concerned about when you move things virtually. Just this past week, we did our business after hours virtually with Dan Ray, who's the executive vice president of the Worcester Red Sox. We had 80 people.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I mean, Alex and you know, Alex and I were talking about that last week. He was really, you know, uh, he he pumped it up. He was yeah. excited about it, uh, and you know, he said, you know, I, he really expected a big turnout.
1: It was. and We had 80 people sign up. Most of them showed up uh, for the Zoom conversation. And really, Dan, what he did was kind of talk about where we were with Polar Park, where the organization was uh, with the unveiling recently, and the Telegram uh, did a great job covering it of the new uniforms and the topping off ceremony. So uh, a lot of good stuff there. But Dan literally went through a slideshow, answered questions from people, and it was a good hour program beginning and end. And uh, so... It shows when we have, uh, I think, good speakers and good content, people will come.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and, and. A segue about speakers with the Breakfast Club.
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, we, we have a pretty big event coming up, and four times a year, we host our Breakfast Clubs, and traditionally they're in person at a gathering that could hold three or 400 people. Uh, this Since June, we did it virtually. Uh, City Manager Augustus was our keynote speaker. We had a couple hundred people participate virtually on that, and on September 3rd at 9 a.m., our Breakfast Club, we have Bruce Platzman, and Bruce is the president and CEO of a company that uh, is increasingly getting you know well known in, in, in circles of AIS, and uh, they employ over 600 people in Lemonster, and they're a national manufacturer of office furniture and have, have really grown significantly. And you know in this environment where we see how important the ability to manufacture ventilators are or personal protective equipment. You know, when we can't manufacture those here in the country, that's a threat. It's a health threat. It's a, a, a threat in terms of economic challenges. And when we talk about things like pharmaceuticals, with many of those being manufactured in other places, or... or. Um, ingredients coming from other places. Even we think about threats militarily as we meet challenges from from China or Russia or uh, threats uh, via uh, electronic threats, the ability to manufacture and make things in the United States is really important. So Bruce is going to talk about uh, AIS's recipe for success: letting people know in the region if they're buying office furniture to think about AIS.
0: Right, and and you, you talk about AIS, and uh, you know, uh, I was uh, I'm from the North County. I was born in Leominster, and even somebody that's familiar with the area probably has never even heard of AIS. They don't know that they you know they employ um, you know 700 employees yep. you know around the world. They have a you know a, a 600,000 square foot facility right in Leominster. Yeah. Um, even if you're from there, you've probably never heard of them.
1: No, oh, and they employ people throughout the region, and uh, they I think they have forty people from forty different countries. And you know why is that important? Well, you know when you look at the different sectors of the economy, Dave. Manupa- the average manufacturing wage in, in Massachusetts, uh, for, uh, excuse me, the average um, uh, annual manufacturing wage in Central Massachusetts, back in a study that we did a few years back, was fifty five thousand dollars, and that's more than virtually every, all of the sectors in terms of the average wage. And so when you think about economic ladders and economic opportunity for people, when you think about what manufacturing spends that's uh, 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 then is a plus on supply chains locally. It is a sector that that punches way above its weight, and it's really important that we hear from people like Bruce so that leaders in the business community when they're buying, and institutions and organizations when they're buying can think about how they can have an impact locally, but also our elected officials at the local, state, federal level, what they can do to support manufacturing, which is so critical for public health, as we've seen during the COVID nineteen crisis, from a from a, a economic point of view, extremely important. And then, you know, we we know that there are threats, and the ability to make things here in the United States uh, is is important in that regard as well.
0: Right. And uh, so, hold that thought. Uh, you let off by kind of uh, teasing us about talking about the airport. So right. let's just take a uh, quick break, and we'll come back and talk about uh, Worcester Regional Airport. Subscribe to telegram.com to stay up to date on your business news from in and around central Massachusetts and have that news delivered to your inbox every day by subscribing to our Business at Noon newsletter. Worcester is growing, and so is telegram.com. All right, we're back. Uh, Dave Nordman, the executive editor of the Telegram Gazette, uh, with Tim Murray, CEO and uh, president of the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. Tim, you uh, you let off the segment uh, after uh, thanking your uh, you're in our sponsors, and you're welcome to do that again, but yeah. uh, one of them being Worcester Regional Airport and uh, in the situation uh, up on the Hill.
1: Yeah, well, the Voice of Business, uh, our, our Wednesday radio show, is brought to us by Fidelity Bank and Worcester Regional Airport, and uh, I mean, we tape this segment in cooperation with the Telegram. Uh, but Worcester Regional Airport, extremely important to our regional economy. A study that was conducted last year by the Massachusetts Department of Transportation found that the airport in the previous ten years had been responsible for creating a total of 587 jobs, uh, dispersing uh, nearly 30 million dollars in payroll, and providing an overall economic impact of of about 97 million dollars. Um, so, you know, the airport. It, not just the jobs that are on the site physically, but there's a whole bunch of jobs that it it creates in terms of uh, act, economic activity. And this study uh, was done by Massport uh, last year. It was an update of a, a report they did in 2015. So you can see that. And I oftentimes use the example, uh, in the neighborhood where I live, there's a little chamber member business called Westside Steak and Barbecue, which is a great little place. And I remember going up there one day with my family and I saw two pilots sitting there and, uh, you know, Kind of got done our meal and just introduced myself and said, uh, Where are you coming from? And they were on a charter flight flying into Worcester and uh, were told by some of the airport staff where's a good place to eat. And so they went down the hill and grabbed something to eat. Now, when you think about planes needing mechanical equipment, upgrades, uh, people coming, drivers, hotel, vacation, you know, there's a whole analysis and never mind providing. Business travelers and leisure travel is convenient locations, uh, to uh, the ability to get to uh, locations around the country, around the globe, conveniently. It's it's a real plus for the regional economy, and so, you know, we uh, uh, know that the whole industry has been tremendously uh, impacted in a negative way because of the COVID nineteen situation. But it doesn't mean this doesn't provide an opportunity to have conversations with airlines, existing airlines and others about how Worcester should be a part of their long-term plan.
0: Yeah. And, and, and talk about those conversations because, you know, um, anybody who's been in Worcester very long knows it's death taxes. And we talk about the airport, right? So the airport is something that we've talked about for a long time. Um, so, um, like you said, this is a setback for all airports and all airlines, but, um, so I guess the, the question is uh, where do airports like Worcester go from here?
1: Well, you know, Worcester, we, we had three, when COVID hit, we had JetBlue flying to uh, Orlando, uh, Fort Lauderdale and and JFK. You had American flying to Philadelphia and Delta to, to Detroit. Uh, when COVID-19 hit, airline industry impacted, you know, in a very real negative way, uh, but not just in Worcester. Logan and June had uh, their flights were, I think, three-quarters of, of what they traditionally are. So every airport's large and small. Uh, as a result of the COVID-19 and some of the r- r- uh, Paycheck Protection Program requirements, airlines requested to kind of stop the bleeding, the ability to cut flights. They had to get that approved from the Department of Transportation. So... Uh, JetBlue and American Airlines receive waivers to temporarily suspend their flights out of Worcester, and currently Delta is flying daily to Detroit and back. So Detroit continues to be a place, and it's Delta's eighth largest hub where people can fly out of Worcester to get to places. JetBlue has put up uh, on on reservations that they're booking flights out of Worcester as of October. Now, any traveler should monitor the situation because things change and we see how COVID-19 is is impacting Florida, but both JetBlue and American have indicated to Massport officials that they want to return and expect to return, and so we're hoping in that effort to bring those airlines you know, back and hopefully have them grow. In other airlines, we're in conversations with Massport on you know, how we could survey the community, get information from travel, this both from a business and leisure point of view, and we'll be circulating, you know, that in the not too distant future to try to help gather that information from from people across the region, uh, and and then. Get that information to Massport to help them when they talk with airlines.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's taking that proactive approach and having a uh, having a conversation with uh, with Joe Petty yesterday uh, on another issue. Um, you know, he never he never uh, you know uh, never misses a beat to to say how uh, he really thinks that things are, are moving forward and how even though that everybody has re- you know dealing with this setback that Worcester is he really thinks it continues to be um you know, primed and ready to go when things open up. And uh, I said, "Well, I'm am t- talking to, to Tim tomorrow, and I'll ask him that that very question."
1: Yeah, well, certainly, people expect the mayor of the city of Worcester and the head of the chamber of to the region to to be positive and promote things. But you know, don't take necessarily my word or, the, or yeah. Joe Petty's word for it. You know, Bloomberg did a pretty in depth study talking about cities that will bounce back, uh, that have the ability to bounce back the fastest from the COVID health and economic crisis in Worcester and Boston. We're in the top ten in the the country, so that speaks, I think, to a diverse economy that we are centrally located. We've got transportation assets, and and are poised for growth. In that we have a variety of different sectors and don't rely solely on one. So, and I think there are some good uh, recent examples that buttress that Bloomberg report, as well as what the mayor and myself are are saying. Is uh, we, we broke ground on the new second new facility for table talk pie uh, a second company has come in and bought a parcel at the reactory, which is going to be a bio, a bio biomanufacturing, uh, plant, uh, or a number of different facilities. So there's a number of things that just announced recently that are positive in terms of validating private sector, outside investment. They're going to create jobs, um, with, with the reactory, some other developers and then having locally owned companies growing, expanding jobs, retaining jobs for Worcester like table
0: talk. And did you see, um, I think it was uh, Realtor.com came up with their top... Ten hottest zip codes of 2020. Yeah, the 01602. The 01602 showed up. I think checked in at number eight.
1: Yeah. So those are all all, all good signs. Uh, but again, we don't want to have rose colored glasses on all the time. And you've got to there are challenges. We've you know from our chamber housing study, there's older housing stock and neighborhoods that need uh, you know uh, uh, upgrades and some of that older housing stock. We know we need more workforce and affordable housing. So there's still a lot of work to do. We need to continue to make improvements on our transportation transportation. transportation, commuter rail, um, the airport we're talking about. So there's, there's plenty of work to do. But I think generally speaking, the fundamentals are positive. And if we can continue to make progress here in New England as it relates to COVID, we can control our destiny a little bit. But, you know, we do need a national plan.
0: And uh, and just to go back to one thing, uh, Westside Barbecue, great place to grab grab a bite.
1: Yeah, absolutely, it's and uh, you
0: get your uh, get your dry cleaning done across the street. And, yeah, Dooley's
1: Clean is also a chamber member business. Yeah, grab a yeah, <laughs> grab a
0: great bite to eat. So that is uh, Tim Murray, CEO and President of the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. Uh, again, thanks for joining us on our weekly Voice of Business. Great, thanks, Dave.